Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners, and all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about saving money when you're cooking for one. I know budgets are always a topic of conversation when it comes to cooking, whether you're cooking for a family, whether you're cooking for yourself, or anything in between. Um, budget is always something that we want to be aware of and find ways to you know, spend a little bit less. But before I jump in and talk about some tips for saving money when you're cooking for one, I, I wanted to share a couple of reminders, um, a couple things that I've been thinking about lately. So one of them, you know, the, this is a great platform for me. I'm super excited to be able to share information for those of us who are cooking for one. There's really not all that much information out there for us. And I think podcasts are a fantastic way, an easy way to learn something new. So with that said, if you're a fan of podcasts and if this has been helpful for you, or if you know of somebody who could really benefit from learning about ways to make cooking for one easier, please rate and review this podcast, share it with somebody that you know who'd be, who could really benefit from it. Really, whatever you can do to get more eyeballs on it or ears, I guess, um, on this podcast can be really helpful. So we can, you know, so I can be talking to the people that this would really help because there's a lot of unique challenges for those of us who are cooking for one and it doesn't have to be, those don't have to be big challenges. And that's what I'm here to do is to share ways to make that less challenging. Um, another thing that I wanted to share, and maybe this isn't so important and I'm kind of just like freaking out about it, but here to talk about ways to make cooking for yourself easier. So if you, you know, are really busy and if cooking for yourself is just not in the books, that's totally fine. The reality is there's lots of resources for you. So I'm really here to talk about ways to make cooking at home easier, to make, you know, it easier to cook one more meal at home instead of, of just feeding yourself in general. So keep that in mind as I'm talking today because some of these options might not be reasonable for everybody and that's okay. All right. So with that said, I, um, want to start out by talking a little bit about value and convenience when it comes to saving money at, um, when you're cooking. So, you know, I'd recommend that you take a little bit of time to think about your life right now. Are you currently eating a lot of your meals out? And like I said before, if that's working well for you, that's fantastic. You don't need to listen to this. Um, but if you're eating more meals out than you'd like, then I'd recommend focusing on finding prepackaged prepared foods. Those likely will be less expensive than what you would buy at your favorite restaurant. And so therefore you would be saving money. Um, but I will also be sharing tips for people who are cooking for one some of the time or most of the time. And there, you know, you're actually cooking for yourself at home and want to save even more money. So I'm going to give options, um, 
kind of for both of these groups of people. And if you're anything like me, you're going to fit into both of those categories. Some days, some weeks you're able to spend some time cooking. You want to spend some time cooking. Other times you just don't have it. You don't have it. You don't have the time. You don't have it in you. And that's okay too. Finding a balance of, you know, more homemade and, and then also some prepackaged and prepared foods as well can just make life enjoyable, easier, more simple, but also, um, allow you to be, you know, to cook at home in whatever capacity that is. Okay. So now let's get into the, the actual meat of this, the, the tips that I have. So I've got what, I think seven or something. So meal planning is one talk. And I'm going to talk a little bit about bulk versus individual servings about reducing waste and how that can affect your budget. Uh, shopping at the in the bulk section of your grocery store, shopping sale items, freezing food, and then the question of make versus buy. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. So as far as meal planning goes, I talk about meal planning for full episodes. So listen to episode eight for that. And that's as concise as I'm going to be. Um, my next tip or, or I guess topic here is addressing the question of bulk versus individual servings. Do you buy a whole bag of oatmeal or do you buy those individual packaged, um, those, those oatmeal packets is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, there really, it really depends on so many different things. If you, if you find yourself not making breakfast or eating breakfast and you are hungry or you find yourself um, buying something at work or on the way, it might be less expensive to buy the individual serving packages of oatmeal and have those at your desk. It's going to be more expensive than just plain oats, but at the same time, less expensive than what you had been doing before. That's an option. Or you can go ahead and portion out yourself. Again, with this oatmeal reference, go ahead and put you know, however much oatmeal you need into bags. And then that way you can just keep those on hand, maybe at, at work, maybe add, you know, dried fruit or nuts or seeds or something to it. Probably not nuts because those um, would get really soggy if you heated them up, but you get the idea. So, you know, package those yourself, portion them out so you can grab and go and then um, not have to measure things out in the moment. So that's another option too. So really, you know, turning something into individual servings, whether you're buying bulk and doing that, or you're buying that, excuse me, them already in individual servings. Another thing that I found to be super helpful is to batch cook grains and beans in particular. So I have an instant pot and oh my gosh, it's just the greatest tool ever. So I often just batch cook my grains and beans. I don't even have to pre-soak my beans, which is awesome. So you can cook beans in about an hour um, in the instant pot without soaking them and they're ready to go. Uh, batch cooking essentially is cooking a larger amount of, of a plain grain or protein or bean or whatever. And then you, and then you store it and you can use it in multiple ways. So for example, you batch cook rice, you could use again, maybe season with some salt and pepper, maybe not and you can use it, you know, top it with, um, a, a Thai beef dish. One that I have on my, on my blog is really great. 
and then you could turn it into fried rice another day. You could make it into rice pudding. I mean, those are such different recipes and you can use that with all the same base, which is really easy. And that allows you to be able to not spend that time remaking those different foods, but also not have to eat leftovers every day. So it's kind of a middle ground between um, cooking every single day and um, eating leftovers every single day. I, and then, you know, if you are interested in sustainability and wanting to reduce waste, then bulk is a great option. And another thing, I don't know how how this fits into bulk exactly. Um, we'll kind of (laughs) loosely, um, we'll just kind of loosely put this in this category, but, I have a little bit of space and I am a huge fan of buying herb plants as opposed to those fresh packaged herbs. If you have, are following a recipe that calls for fresh herbs or whatever, that allows you to spend you know four or five dollars on a plant that you can use over and over and over again as opposed to three to four dollars on a small amount that if and if you're anything like me, you're going to use it and then have the rest like other half or two thirds even go to waste. And, um, and that's not helpful. You can also grow your own food if you have space and the time, but it doesn't take a lot of time. Okay. My next tip is to reduce food waste. So the reason why I put this here is it's good for multiple reasons, but in strict terms of saving money, you're not throwing money away essentially. So you're able to use up the food that you have instead of having to go and buy more if you didn't use whatever it was that you had. And so uh, tips for that would be to freeze leftovers. I'm going to be talking more about freezing Um, later on. Batch cooking, which I just talked about. Also, tips to make your fruits and vegetables last longer. So greens in particular are a vegetable that I feel like just go bad so fast. So I'm not saying that you can go to Costco and buy that gigantic (laughs) container of mixed greens and have it not go bad before you're able to use it all unless you just eat a lot of them all the time. That's that's totally fine. Um, But kind of the general like more appropriate amount for a person or maybe more normal amount for somebody cooking for one um, that you could buy at the grocery store. Store those greens, make sure they're dry and store them in an airtight container with a paper towel. That was a recommendation from the kitchen. They did a cut, they did, um, they stored them in, let me think, in a plastic bag and then a couple of other ways in the airtight container with paper towel was the best uh, that lasted for the longest. And the real, the reason why those greens go bad so fast is that excess moisture, which can be great breeding ground for bacteria as the gross as that sounds, but food safety. Hello. So if you are able to preserve that with a paper towel, keep them drier, they can last for up to 10 days or even longer than that. I've had greens last for a surprising amount of time, a couple weeks. Uh, my next tip for reducing food waste is to get creative. I love making cleaning out the meal fridge, cleaning out the fridge meals. And I share a few of my favorite meal templates in my pantry essentials checklist. You can find that in the show notes on Lisbon or or on Libsyn. And then you can also go to my Instagram account, which is, I've changed it. So it's 
It's NNC, which represents Nourish Nutrition Co. underscore table for one. So NNC underscore table for one. Table for one is all one word, all written out. And then just click the link on my profile to get that. So that's really easy. I also asked questions or um, and also for tips that other people who are cooking for one have found to be helpful. And in the Cooking Meals for One Facebook group, Tara Hewitt, who was a member of that group, um, said that she makes more creative meals on the weekend. And for example, she made spaghetti bolognese and then would turn it into chili for tomorrow night. And so that way she's able to make um, a couple of different recipes that are similar without having to start over from scratch each time. And I'm a huge, huge fan of these like double duty recipes. And if you head over to Nourish Nutrition blog, all of the recipes that I have that are for one, you know, the more recent ones, all of those have options to turn it into a different meal. Okay, and then another tip that I saw that I think is really interesting and a really great one is to commit to one bread at a time. So Mary Beth Lonnie, who is also a member of that Cooking Meals for One group, said that you know she's found it a lot easier to commit to just one bread until it's gone. So that could be a loaf of bread, that could be a package of six potato buns, it could be um, you know like burger uh, buns hamburger buns. That's what you call those. And you can use, she can use those in so many different ways. Um, burgers, patties, sandwiches, they make great breakfast sandwiches. She would buy a package of bagels and then create her menu around those. So if you're anything like me and Mary Beth as well, have a hard time getting through a whole package of whatever, um, bakery item, then that is a great way to Again, kind of force creativity, which can be really productive and helpful, and also not waste that food. And And she talks specifically about bakery items. So she's able to save money and still shop in the bakery, which tends to be a little bit more expensive. So I think that's a really great tip. Okay, my third category, I guess, of tips here is shopping at the bulk section of the grocery store. I love bulk sections for many reasons. One of them is that it's usually less expensive than buying in a package. You can get really high quality ingredients. It's a great opportunity to try new foods, particularly grains or beans that you might not be so used to. You can just buy a small amount of it and try those. Um, it's more sustainable. You can bring your own packaging, um, whether it's a bag or glass containers or something else, that's an option. And you can buy closer to the amount that you'll need. So again, I mean, pantry items, those do last a long time, but if you're cooking for one, maybe living by yourself, you probably, or if you're living with other people even more, so you probably don't have a lot of space. So that way you're able to get the amount that you need and again, it's usually less expensive. And then Laura Quinn, who also is in that Facebook group, recommended splitting um, bulk items with somebody else. Or, you know, if you need to buy a large bag of something, then you could split that with somebody else. And then also, so she also recommends to learn how to buy whole cuts of meat. So whether that's a chicken, pork loins, beef roast, other things like that, and learn how to portion and break them down. And then you can wrap those individually and freeze, and then you can just label them um, 
And then that helps make it easy for when you do want to use it and also saves you money. And again, I don't like to use the word forces, but it, it puts you in that creative space because you have to be to be able to use that food up. And that can be a lot less expensive. And um, yeah, and again, breaking them down into serving sizes, whatever that serving size is for you can be helpful because you don't want to have to heat up or defrost a whole you know, a larger portion than what you need because it's not so safe to, to do that and then to refreeze. Okay. Another tip would be along the lines of bulk, you can also, and this is something that I highly, highly recommend is to shop, um, is to buy spices in the bulk section. So you can bring your own, um, little spice jars that you've had or use the bags that they have, but oh my gosh, you can save so much money by buying bulk spices. And again, also, especially if you're cooking for one, not using as many spices because you're not making as many portions, you, um, can use it before it goes stale, which, you know, loses flavor. It's not good. Um, that way you're able to, you know, continue to use up without having to throw it away or whatever else. So highly recommend bulk spices. I recently bought cinnamon and it was like, I don't even know, 50, 60 cents when normally you would buy, um, a small jar of, of cinnamon, the same size, like the exact same size for $5 or more. And that's a huge, um, price difference there. Okay. Next tip, shop sale items. Uh, you can, you know, plan your meals around sale items, whatever it is that you want to focus on those. And I must have skipped over it, but, um, because I rely on notes cause I ramble when I don't know what I'm talking about and I still ramble when I do know what I'm talking about. Okay. So as far as sale goes, I would also recommend, um, shopping and I totally, I lost it. Okay. I have no idea. So check out the grocery sales, uh, plan your meals around those. That can be a great option as well. Okay. And then my next tip is to freeze leftovers. This can be so simple, but it can be such a great option for you. Highly recommend, like I said before, freezing in individual portions. That way you don't have to reheat the whole thing. Um, Laura Quinn, who I've already shared her tips. She's got lots of great ones. She talks about, she bought, um, a chest freezer just for $20, 20 Canadian dollars. And she buys a large bag of flour and freezes it, freezes it in smaller freezer bags and also, um, freezes bakery items, whatever else this. And she also talked about buying cheese to freeze, which is something that I do and find it so, so helpful. So this is what I do. So I'll, buy a large block of cheese, whether it's on sale or even if it's not, it's still less expensive than almost anything else you could do. So you buy a large block of cheese and then you shred it. So that doesn't have to take very long. Again, do it at once, freeze the whole thing. Um, and then I will lay it flat on a baking sheet and then I will go ahead and freeze that and kind of maybe open the freezer. If I open the freezer, I'll kind of play with it and, um, kind of move it around with my a clean hand and then I'll once it's been frozen I'll transfer it to a plastic bag or a reusable bag and that way I'll just keep it in the freezer and the reason why I love this so much is 
is what I've already said, but also it's really, I mean, it does really well. I've done mozzarella, I've done cheddar, I've done uh, a few different types of kind of those similar texture cheeses. And you can leave it out on the counter for like 10 minutes while you're cooking something and it'll thaw. And the, it, it, I mean, the texture, everything is just the same as if you were to to um, just grate it pretty much. Or you can throw it on frozen and then heat it up on, you know, like if you're adding it to something that works really well too. So highly, highly recommend that cheese method. Okay. And now my last tip is to, well, I guess concept that I want to talk about. So it's this making ingredient or making food versus buying it. So, you know, again, making your own bread. Yeah, that can be so much less expensive than buying a loaf of bread, especially if you're, if you really like bread and like, you know, higher quality, maybe bakery types of bread that can add up really fast. Um, but is it realistic to make your own bread for some people? Absolutely. And others, not so much. So I, you know, this is super individual and I'd play around with this, but I think just, you know, knowing that whatever you do is okay. Wherever, whatever places you want to save some money is fantastic. Just know that, you know, there's no expectations. Even if you grew up in a household like I did, where your mom made everything from scratch and talks all the time about how important it is to buy whole fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, and that's great for her, but the reality is like, I'm not always going to take the time to cut those up or I'm not always going to take the time to, to make my lunch from scratch. No, I'm not going to do that. So finding ways to make things convenient and easier for yourself, but also save money. Um, that's kind of a very, it's very individualized. So, but I do want to share a couple of ideas. So like I said, I do like convenient foods, ways to make things easier, but I also, I like to make bread. I make my own yogurt actually. And like I said before, I will batch cook beans and grains and other proteins as well. Um, and that way I'm able to, you know, buy larger portions of it, beans and grains in particular, and, and I can buy them, um, in their like less, how do I say this? So I, I can buy dried beans, which are less expensive than canned beans. And I just throw them in my instant pot. They cook, it takes about an hour to do that. Then they're done. So it's really easy, but it just requires you to be home. And then the same thing goes with grains or whatever, instead of instant versions, which again will be more expensive. So that's something that I can do. I make my own yogurt. Literally, I put it in the instant pot. I add a little bit of plain yogurt and then um, pasteurized high temperature, um, pasteurized and if you can filtered milk, and then you just let it sit and it turns to yogurt. It's kind of magic and it's kind of awesome. It's also very easy. So that way, again, you're spending like maybe four or $5 on a gallon of milk to make that. And then you get like two big tubs of yogurt for that $5 as opposed to like eight to 12, if you were to buy that same amount. So that saves money and it's pretty easy. And then also bread. So I'm sharing this backstory because it was helpful for me. I 
went to a work party one day and one of my coworkers brought in this just really delicious bread. And so I asked her where she got it and she made it. And I said, oh, cool. Shoot. Okay. Bye. And she said, well, wait, it's really easy. So there is a Mark Bittman, New York Times, no need bread recipe. And let me tell you, it's just the easiest thing ever, but it does take time. It's like a two and a half day thing, but it, it takes, I don't know, 10 minutes hands-on time total. It's just a couple different steps and a few days to let that yeast, um, form and, and for, you know, it to, I don't know, whatever it does, whatever that baking magic is. But anyways, it was super easy and I follow a similar recipe to that and and I really enjoy making bread and it's something that's easy um, and forces me to slow down a little bit, which I think is, is helpful for me. So again, making your food for the most part can be less expensive, but it's not always reasonable. And I think it's really important to um, address that. And now that I'm thinking about it, I said there's something that I couldn't remember and I don't edit these um, so it's still going to be in there. But I, what I forgot to say was when you're at the grocery store, another place that you can save money is just buying the generic brand or the store brand or whatever. Sometimes the item, the products are exactly the same. I would say, especially for like canned fruits and vegetables, beans, whatever. Oh my gosh. Like there's really not much of a difference. So go for those, um, less expensive options. They can be half the price sometimes try them out, experiment with them and see what works for you. So that is actually it. So I'm, I'm curious for you, like what if, what things do you do to help save money? I would love to see you over in the Facebook group. The Facebook group is called table for one community. Just look for table for one in Facebook and ask to join and um, we can continue the conversation. Thanks so much for listening to the Table for One podcast with Rebecca. If you're cooking for one or know somebody who is, make sure to subscribe to the Table for One podcast on your favorite podcast app. That way you can stay up to date on new episodes that will help you make cooking for one easier and more enjoyable. Feel free to continue the conversation over at in the Table for One Facebook group. You can also find recipes or work with Rebecca over at nourishnutritionblog.com or honestly, the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram. My handle is Nourish Nutrico, and you can click on the link of my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week.